Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So here we go. and welcome back to Being Better Podcast. I am very happy you are here and I hope you are having a lovely day. I know I'm saying that each time at the beginning of each episode, but I really hope you are having a lovely day. And I'm going to talk about myself and my week more in the insights uh, later on in this episode because I don't want to keep you from listening to this week's guest. Uh, so in this episode, I was joined by Lucy Scarbra, a fellow podcaster and skydiver. I mean, that's awesome. Her show is called Life with Lou, and it's pretty new, but I think it's a very good lesson. On her show, Lucy talks about mental health, body image, skydiving, and many, many more things that you might find interesting. In this episode, you will hear our conversation about the toxic side of of the self-improvement culture and how setting big goals can be dangerous about mental health and and body dysmorphia in girls and in guys and many more topics. I wanted to talk about how self-improvement can be harmful because I'm focusing so much on improvement here on this podcast that I think I forget sometimes that we have to be critical um, about that self-improvement can be can become an obsession it can become an addiction and it can be harmful so I think it's necessary for us to talk on this podcast also about that I think this episode can be helpful to a lot of people struggling with their mental health And if you are, I will link some resources in the show notes so you can check them out if you just don't feel like yourself. But if you don't feel motivated enough to ask for help, I think after listening to this conversation with Lucy, you might change your mind uh, about that. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Lucy. Today I am joined by amazing new podcaster Lucy Scarborough, who you might know from her show Life with Lou and from her foodie Instagram, uh, which is called Foodie Lou, uh, with pictures of amazing foods and recipes. Uh, how are you doing today, Lucy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited to chat with you today about the toxicity that can be found in the self-improvement culture and industry and about making sure that our goals are not harmful to us and probably many, many more topics. But before we get into all of that, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners and explaining a bit of who you are, what you do and how did you get here? Yeah, sure. So I am Lucy. I am 21 years old and I'm currently living in Auckland, New Zealand. I am just kind of cruising along life at the moment, but I am a qualified skydiver. I recently finished my dive masters 
And this year I've been working on super yachts a little bit and I'm currently studying to become a personal trainer and breathwork coach. Yeah, and now I'm here recording this podcast with you as I recently started my own <laughs> podcast about a month ago. So what um, prompted you to start that podcast? Where did you first had the idea to start it? I, I had the idea, like, actually, funnily enough, a few years ago, probably one to two years ago, I just wanted to start a podcast to, like, create a space where we can open up about mental health and talk about skydiving and basically all my passions, dropping out of uni, just everything I love doing. But I had a lot of um, limiting beliefs stopping me and holding me back from starting the podcast, obviously a lot of fear and putting yourself out there. But recently I started doing, a, like I guess you call it a self-development course, and that's where I kind of dug deep into what was holding me back from starting the podcast and I just worked out that I had a few limiting beliefs in my own head that I created and I was like what these are so stupid like this is all just me creating these beliefs in my head and then and yeah I did it I just put the bullet and started a podcast. Yeah I think like the that's basically a similar story, story to mine uh, because I've always I've, I've always loved podcasts and I've always like kind of in the back of my head thought about starting one and I had all of these limiting beliefs as you uh, had and you don't even realize that they're just ridiculous before if you don't you know think about them and actually like analyze them but then you realize like actually you know they're just stupid and I'm just worried about I don't know what other people might think and my story is very similar to that. It's, I was just going to say, it's crazy when you like start dig digging deeper and you start like writing out these beliefs when you actually just like look at them like out of sight of your mind. You're like, what? This is so stupid. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like when you write things down, um, you don't have the same bias and the same um, baggage, I guess, uh, that you have when you look through your own eyes. Um, yeah, definitely. It's weird like that. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I would like to talk about the recommendations for this week. So, Lucy, at the beginning of each episode, I, I ask the guests to recommend something to the listeners that they find interesting or educational or just pleasant. I mean, it can be everything, a movie, a book, a product, a podcast, a YouTube channel, basically whatever you would like to recommend to the listeners uh, to check out. Uh, just don't overthinking and choose something that you've been enjoying recently. So what can you recommend uh, recommend to us today? So I was thinking about this one and funnily enough, like what I came to is it wasn't actually a thing or like an object that you could get or go and listen to. It was do something outside your comfort zone. Like I recommend going and doing something that you just don't feel comfortable doing, like pushing your own boundaries and getting outside your comfort zone. Yeah. What about you? Um, I guess for my recommendation, if we're talking about like a thing to do an action, I guess writing down, like we talked about before, writing down uh, what are your goals and in bullet points, what is stopping you from doing these things? I yeah. think this kind Definitely. of recommendation um, would be something and I think it would be um, appropriate for today's topic I think because uh, we're going to talk about self-improvement but you know self-improvement can be toxic if we're not mindful about what 
we're doing and why are we doing these things? Um, so I guess that could be my recommendation. Uh, and when it comes to like a book, I've been reading uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, Astrophysics for People in Hurry. And I've oh. been loving that book. Uh, so Actually, if you are looking, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I just, I just thought of it. I just read a book. Have you read The Universe Has Your Back? No, 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 I haven't. I highly recommend it. That's my recommendation for the week for the book. What's it about? It's just about like surrendering to the universe and trusting the process. Like, stop putting so so much pressure on yourself and just like surrender. Like you're here for a reason. You're exactly where you need to be just surrender and like let the universe do the rest of the work i really like that uh all of mm. these recommendations will be linked uh below and also you know t- t- i'm not gonna link uh that you should take action and step out of your comfort zone but i guess keep that in mind so great um thank you so much for your recommendations before i we get into like uh the story the whole toxicity of self-improvement um i wanted to ask you because uh, some of the listeners might not know your story um with mental health and i think that could be a bit helpful so i guess in a sh- big short uh, can you talk about how that journey uh, start and, and and where you are uh, right now Um, if you don't mind, I know it um, is hard to uh, be open about, you know, these things. But when I uh, first listened to your podcast, your vulnerability and being open just struck me. And I fell in love with that because I think in this space, in this uh, online platform, being open and vulnerable is uh, something that we recognize recognize in very good people and if i uh, can take someone's advice then you i want to make sure that they're real with me um so would you yeah, mind no, talking definitely. a bit about that yeah sure no like I'm, i'm happy to open up i've only recently just started talking about it it's going to be hard to make it short because it is quite a big journey that i've been on but Basically, my mental health journey, I guess you could say, started when I was about 13 or 14. I was just, like, super unhappy, like, depressed, fell in... I was just hated who I was as a person at high school. I was so embarrassed of the person I was. Yeah, I I stopped sleeping. I hated who I was. Fell into, like, this deep, dark depression. And I was a bigger girl at school, so I was quite insecure. And then it just hit me that I needed to start taking action. So within a year, I lost a whole bunch of weight, about 20 kilos. And it started just becoming addicting. And I was starting to get underweight. And then that was causing a whole new anxiety in my life, like food, fears around food. And then throughout school, I just went in and out of this like depression state. Like I was just so down. I guess school was never really for me and I didn't feel like I fitted in. Anyway, school happened and I dropped out of university. I mean, I dropped, I didn't drop out. I finished high school and then went to university. And the first semester was great, moved cities, met a whole bunch of new people. And then in my second semester, I don't, I honestly don't know what happened. I, I went really downhill from there and 
got super, super depressed, really bad social anxiety. I wouldn't even leave my room in the halls of residence. Like, I was so scared to see people. I I was really, really contemplating life. I guess I just didn't really want to keep on going anymore. And then... I reached out to a friend and she tried to start help, like, she realised how serious it was and she tried getting me some assistance and, yeah, got went to the doctors, got put straight on antidepressants, like, first appointment, so I didn't know any better at the time. I was basically screaming for help, so hopped on the antidepressants and then one weekend, me and my sister went away and we were, were contemplating a skydive, like it was just one of those bucket list things where you're like, oh yeah, like I want to do a skydive. And we were like, oh, do we just book it? And as broke students, it was quite a hard decision because it costs $550. I'm not too sure how much that is where you are, but it's yeah, a lot of money I, I for get, a student. I get it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, so paid that. And as soon as I landed from that skydive, I had never felt so alive in my life before. And I guess coming from such a low state of mind and getting that feeling, I was just like, I wanted to go straight back up and I, I wanted to do it again and again just to get that instant feeling. And I was like, how is it only fear that I get to feel this good once in my lifetime? I was like, I, lit- I want to feel like that every day. Like, that's not, that's not fear. I get to only feel like that once. So I basically, straight after that, got on Google and Googled how to become a skydiver or, like, can you do skydiving as a career? And a few months later, I had dropped out of university and moved back to my hometown to start a diploma in commercial skydiving. And, yeah, left left what all my friends were doing. It was really hard at the time, and I was like, what am I doing? I'm a 19-year-old girl about to go start skydiving for the rest of my life, but it was great. And then, obviously, that in itself was a challenge, that course, but that took me overseas. Kind of kept falling in and out of depression and anxiety because I'd never talked to anyone about it. Like, so it, was, it followed me, even though I kept moving cities, it would follow me everywhere because I'd never never spoken out and it wasn't until end of last year, so end of 2020, where I went to a breathwork course, which I'd never ever heard of before, but basically went there because I started to get really depressed again. I was in a really bad state of mind. And yeah, that basically I feel changed my life. And now I'm a few months later starting to study to be a breathwork coach and really opening up about mental health is it's very much needed at the moment and I feel like everyone needs to share their journey, even though I've only just started sharing mine. It's just a big passion, yeah. That's yeah. a really brief rundown. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it and I think, you know, you don't have to be perfect and I think no one is perfect and no. sharing <laughs> a lot of people wait to share like their mental health journey because they think you know i have to be fully happy recovered and the happiest person on earth to share uh, my journey because i want to share it from the point of view of like i got over that but i think um sharing it while we are getting better and recovering yeah, and fighting our fears i think this is m- more important than um you know saying you know what i am 
recovered fully and look at me now. But I think people can more can feel um, they they can relate to you if if you yeah, are no, in I'm, that journey. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely. I still struggle like a lot of a lot of the time most days with anxiety, low mood. Like I've had a few food problems and I still struggle daily. But it's now voicing it where that weight is starting to be lifted off. But you know, I'm definitely not recovered at all, but still got a lot of work to do. But yeah, you're so right. People only want to start talking when they're better, but that's, that's the problem. Yeah, I have to say I am so happy that I can talk to you about all of this because um, I think you are like one of the best people I could ever hope for that having this conversation and because you have a lot of experience, you know, Sadly, it's bad experience, but since you are, you know, working on getting better, I think you can help a lot of people and a lot of listeners um, can benefit from listening to yeah. this conversation. Definitely, and definitely. I wanted to talk about, you know, also the dark side of the self-help culture online and in real life, because, you know, you could say that this is a self-help podcast. I mean, it's called Being Better. Um, and as much as I believe that improvement and self-improvement is important and necessary to live a happy life, I think that there are a lot of traps uh, we can fall into when we strive to achieve our big goals. Um, so, right, I, I thought that I could chat with you about the problems with striving for perfection and being an overachiever and also how ubiquitous, uh, you know, body dysmorphia is these days. And just how can we be smarter in the way we want to, quote, improve uh, ourselves? Um, so if you don't mind, I would like to start by talking about making big goals and how ca can that be, you know, dangerous. And I know you are a big fan of stepping out of our comfort zones, uh, but do you think it can also be harmful to us? hundred percent and I've experienced that myself I am I'm one for like I'm always go 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 like I need new goals I need bigger goals I always have to be pushing the limits but I've had so many burnouts like it's crazy where I hit rock bottom and yeah there's definitely definitely oh I don't even know how to say it but like there's definitely a lot of negative side to being someone who's a big goal setter and always trying to push 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 like even last year, end of last year, I I pushed myself so hard in training. I was training for a full marathon and it got to the point where the day of the marathon, I was I injured myself the day before and I was limping to the start line. I tried running anyway, even though I'd, I literally limped there. The first kilometre, I was in agony running and I was like, it, it will go numb at 10K, like keep running, like you have to do this. I was actually fundraising for mental health at the time, funnily enough. Got to about 13 kilometres running, I was hobbling and I actually had to like limp walk to 26 kilometres before I had to pull out because I could hardly walk. But by pushing myself so hard, I couldn't walk for a couple of days afterwards. Like I was in pain for weeks because I just had pushed myself too far and there's, that's just one example. Like, I've experienced so many burnouts just because it is such a toxic cycle. But, like, yeah, last year was hard, man. I, I got to a really low point after that when I literally had got to the point where I couldn't walk and I was in agony just getting inside and outside of a car or going upstairs. So, 
yeah, it's there's definitely a negative side to it that needs to be shifted. Like people need to focus on the process rather than the outcome, for sure. Yeah, I like that. I think um, usually in these kind of stories where people are obsessed with something and it gets them to a low point and then they want to improve themselves, that obsession can translate to that. And I think I am um, I am a type A person, I think, and I can be pretty obsessive about things. And it's really important, even though you want to improve yourself and be happier and be healthier, it's really important not to make it right an obsession uh, because... Even though you want to be better, uh, at some point you cannot you you because you think you know also running a marathon. Right? That's my well, that's one of my goals, and you can think that it's uh, a good goal because you are stepping out of your comfort zone and uh, improving. And um, it's a like a mental challenge that a lot of people say that you know swear by, and they think that it's a life changer. And right, it's a good goal, but even though you think you're going to be better if you cross the line, sometimes um, the thing that's life-changing is not about crossing the line, it's right, just uh, the every step of the marathon can be uh, life-changing and, and not the finish line. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good one. And in your journey with mental health, do you think that the new go- the goals that you've uh, put for yourself with you know with skydiving um, and other things do you think that these goals were like motivating you to keep going or discouraging you because I don't know maybe you didn't see any progress or or discouraging you because you were focusing too much on them oh that's a that's a really hard one there. With the skydiving one, if you're talking skydiving related, at like definitely at the start it was very motivating. Like I was learning so much, it was all very new to me. And it was so cool. You'd see the progression quite like it was very clear to see yourself progressing in the early days because it's such a full on thing. So the progression there was definitely motivating me. But when I moved overseas alone and I was basically living alone you could definitely say it got demotivating and I was forcing myself to stay in place where I was so unhappy to achieve my goals of skydiving and to push that career. And again, from pushing there, I fell into a dark state again and actually had to come home. So yeah, it, it's both sides. It depends depends how you look at it, but definitely both sides. There's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that some of the goals uh, can help us recover and be better and focus on um, like this healthy, quote, healthy improvement. And there are also other goals which seem seem pretty similar, but then they can have a completely different effect. And I'm curious, what do you think? What it's like, a, what makes a passion or a goal different in your opinion? Uh, that the go- that a goal one goal can help us uh, in recovery and one can bring us down. Do you think there's like a difference, uh, like, like a tangible difference there? I think it depends if you become addicted to it. 
if you become addicted to it, then that's when it starts turning dangerous because if it doesn't work out, it, it really takes a toll on you. Whereas if you are just enjoying the process and it's a goal that you'd like to achieve but you don't become obsessive over it, then, like, I don't, I don't know, that's a hard one. Yeah. I'm trying to also think about it because, you know, I'm <laughs> I ask the hard question, yeah. but it's also important for me to, to think about the answer, too. And I think for me... It also depends on your personality type as well because some of yeah. people who do do have an addictive personality like myself that is when you push yourself really hard and if you don't get that end result then it becomes negative so I think it depends also on your personality type as well on that one yeah I think um the difference between a goal that can harm you and a goal that can help you move forward is um the difference that what is what what outcome you want to achieve is it that you want to change yourself and be someone else or be viewed in a sort of way. And that's, I think, a goal that can harm you if uh, you want to focus on being seen in a particular way, being seen as uh, skinny or smart or multilingual. If that's if that's the effect you want to achieve, that can be a harmful goal. But if you do it just because you, you know, want to learn the language or want to uh, do skydiving just because, you know, it seems interesting and it makes you happy. I guess if you were the last person on the planet and you would still want to achieve this goal, I think it's a good sign that the, that goal can help you in your recovery yeah. and it's a goal that can help you improve and I think that's the real self-improvement uh, word if if you don't want to be a different person just just through it yeah I think I think along those lines is looking at what's your why your why is a massive one like you were saying like say your why is like I want to be or I want to lose 10 kgs that's like a good example but why oh because I want to lose 10 kgs but why it's all like, if that is your only answer for that, that's not a good enough reason. Like that's a that's going to be a negative result. Whereas, if your thing, for example, is I want to le learn a language so that I can connect with other, like what's your why? So I can connect with other people so that I can go travelling with it. Like there's so much more meaning and reasoning behind that and motivation than like I just want to lose ten kilos so that others, like it's an external, like. What do you call it? External like reward, whereas but you need like the internal validation, ones. I think. Yeah, yeah, validation. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So I think like a massive one is your why. Like if you have a bunch of goals, look at your why. You know. Yeah, and do you think that the ubiquity of um, body dysmorphia these days is linked to that um, toxic side of of self improvement, or you know that losing weight is connected to what we also see as success uh, in today's world? Oh, 100%. Like, so many... Well, the world we grew up in is so social media orientated that everyone at the end of the day is doing stuff for external validation on Instagram, right? That's what most people feel they have to do. Like, you, you have to be skinny so that you can take this photo to post on social media, or you have to be skinny, or I guess, like... 
in other words, as a guy, like for, from a guy's point of view, like I've got to be big and muscly, or else I I can't like be on social media. It's all for external validation, and that is massively linked to body dysmorphia. I was listening to one of your episodes with your friend Oli, I think, uh, about the guy's uh, yeah. perspective on body yeah. dysmorphia, and I just found that so interesting because usually when we talk about eating disorders or body dysmorphia and all that kind of things we usually talk about girls and being skinny and girls striving um to lose weight or because of social media but not a lot of people talk about how the like masculine body goals or are also can be harmful and also can lead to very harmful uh, I don't want to say, you know, diseases, but just wrecking your body. Just behaviors, yeah, addictions. Yeah, and like, right, that's like a, not a lot of people and yeah. talk about it. That's a massive one for me at the moment is, massive one for me at the moment is, yeah, men's mental health. Like, as much as I feel passionately towards, like, women's mental health, because obviously as a female, there's so many men out there who struggle the same, yet no one talks about it, like, when you think of eating disorders, you think of females, bulimia, binging, anorexia, but no one ever mentions guys' eating disorders or guys' body dysmorphia, and I think that's a massive problem at the moment that needs talking about and opening up as well. And do you think, like, from your conversation uh, with Ollie, do you think uh, that these mindsets and behaviours are similar to what body dysmorphia looks like in females yeah at the end of the day it's all the same like body dysmorphia I've had body dysmorphia myself um Ollie had body dysmorphia as a guy and hearing him explain his point of view it was identical to me like all he was doing it for was external validation and at the end of the day that's what I got addicted to was getting that external validation especially when I lost all the weight that I did when I was younger it gives you motivation to keep going and you just fall yeah. into this trap that you're not good enough and you see yourself as someone that you that you aren't and you always need to be better or you always need to lose that extra kilo or in a guy's sense, put on that extra kilo. And I think that the guys and girls, if, open, if it started being talked about, we're all the same, we all can relate, we're all going through the same thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think it's um, sad because, you know, uh, if a girl is struggling with uh, something when it comes to, like, right body dysmorphia or something, there's a lot of um, resources. And she, I think she can um, realize that something is war- wrong quicker uh, than a guy because, you know, they don't have, um, I, I kind of want to say, like, representation and not a lot of guys come out and say you know i got addicted i wrecked my body with uh like drugs that help you um have be more you know muscular or uh, i overtrained or i lost too much weight or i put too much weight you know all of these things i think guys are in a worse situation because um they don't even realize that they the striving for building this the muscle can be toxic because usually um when a girl opens up about that she wants to lose weight the 
friends, her friends usually see the red light and see, oh, maybe maybe we should tell her that it's not what's important in life. But I feel like when a group of guys talks about, um, there's a guy who says, you know, I wanted to try, you know, all of these um, things to, to change how I look and uh, I lost, you know, 10 pounds of weight or something. Um, I don't think there is people who see that you know it's it's not good that it's it can be a red light yeah i completely agree with that there um and i think you know a lot of a a big source of why uh, all of things these things happen to us and why we get into these toxic mindset is uh, because of right the social media and the industry and because um, there is a whole industry that is um making money of of you wanting to get quote better or improve and i think it's important to emphasize that not all the people online who talk about self-improvement focus only on making a profit off of you but there's a lot of them who think in that way and i found a suitable quote about uh, this uh, industry that says a patient healed is a consumer lost um and because, you know, the only way to keep you watching the videos or buying some online courses or buying a supplement or a, a whatever to make you better or, or thinner or fitter is to make sure that you feel like you are not enough. And and I know, again, it's a hard question, but what, in your opinion, are the ways we can recognize an online community or a creator that is trying to make a profit out or out of our misery and how can we recognize um, one that is not that is only trying to help us so the one with this one is what how i look at it is i just try like obviously social media is so massive and you're looking at it so often like we are surrounded by social media influences so how i see it is i only follow people who are going to build me up who I don't compare myself to in a negative way, who I find, like, encourage me, like, push me, or not push me, I guess that's the wrong word, but, yeah, just follow people that build you up. And if you find yourself on your screen or, like, scrolling your feed and you see something that makes you feel shit or negative about yourself, you're, like, remove that, unfollow them. You're choosing to put that in front of you. Like, how I see it is... Yeah, if it's negative, just remove it. Like, you're feeding that to yourself, so remove it. Like, just unfollow them. Stop stop this comparison, or that's at least what I'm doing, is everyone is comparing themselves these days, and that's where everyone needs to stop, is we're all so different and unique, and people only put up the highlights on social media. No one puts up when they're crying or when they've just had a big binge and feel disgusting or when, like, no one puts up the shit that they feel. So if you do see someone on social media and you feel shit when you see the post, get rid of it, delete it, like, remove that from your life, you don't need that, you're feeding it to yourself, you know, I don't know if you see it, understand that, but that's how I see it. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, it's like recognizing, um, how that creator or that community makes you feel, and I think that's really important, but, um, if you don't, for all the listeners out there, if you don't know, um, 
if you can trust someone online, if you if that pe- person is making a profit out of you, I think uh, it's worth uh, thinking about what they're doing, what are their actions, and what are their their posts. Yeah, that that is definitely yeah. It is really hard to pick up on what's what's just being done to make profit, but like if you if you really do want to start thinking about it, like go through your Instagram, like go through your feed, have a look at what's coming up, like just see what's coming up for you. See, like say a post comes up, just have a look at it, like and think, to ask yourself, like is this feeding my soul, or is this like is this nourishing me, or is this making me feel shit and negative and if if the answer is like oh yeah when I see this post I don't feel too good about myself unfollow them like you don't need to see what they're doing yeah whereas if you see a post and that really builds you up and you're like yeah good on her or like oh yeah I should try that you know keep keep it coming keep keep following that journey and at the end of the day who you surround yourself with is who you're going to become like so what you see is what you'll do and that's how I see it yeah and I think if people want to make profit out of you, they're just going to make profit out of you. You can see it in the posts. Like if uh, yeah. if uh, someone is ma- focusing on making money out of uh, wanting people uh, out of, you know, the self-improvement culture, I think um, you can see, you know, they're making uh, a lot of giveaways or the every second post is about um, a product that that they're um trying to sell or uh that the a new seminar or a new course and if every other post is about something that they can profit from i think it can be that can be a good sign if you are on the fence of you know trusting someone um or or a community or a creator um because right you know it, it it's it's a big I forgot the numbers, but um, the self-improvement industry is a big one and it's um, it's been growing very rapidly in these past few years. And it's important to recognize if you are following people who actually want to help you or they actually want to see you miserable because you being miserable and you feeling like you're not enough is a profit. And I feel like this is the key. The key is... T- you know, to constantly want to improve, but also at the same time, know that you are enough, no matter what you do and at what stage of your life you are and what you are struggling with, you are enough. Um, and Lucy, how yeah, do you big. think yeah. we we ha- we can make sure that we are okay with tripping and falling on our way to achieve our goals? And how can we make sure that we f- we feel enough i guess realizing that life is ups and downs and no matter what you're always going to experience ups and downs and you could be feeling really high one day and really low one day and that's okay like you've got to i guess learn to be okay with it and when you're feeling like down be kind to yourself do stuff that makes you happy and also if say a challenge came up or say something came up or you didn't get that job or you didn't get the grade you wanted like just look at it and try and learn from it and see what you can do next time and take it as a lesson and see what you can learn from each experience because no matter what life is full of ups and downs and it's always going to be ups and downs it's never going to be perfect so yeah just see what you can learn from each experience and realize that like 
it's okay to feel shit. It's okay to have down days. It's okay to lie in your bed all day and do nothing. Like, that's all good as well as achieving all these cool things. Yeah. I guess um, a lot of people uh, think about only that you're, you know, worth and is tied to how are you feeling. If you are sad, you are not enough because you should be fine and happy all the time. Yeah, you That's, should be doing more, uh, yeah. You should be doing all these things and realizing that you are enough no matter how you feel, I think, is is an important factor. Um, and also, I think I w also want to talk about a bit more about body dysmorphia because I think a lot of people are struggling with it out there and I want this conversation to be of benefit um, to others and from your experience what you think is the way we should look about look at recovering from depression or, or eating disorders because you know I remember that you shared that in your case you know skydiving and wanting to improve at skydiving helped you have a more positive mindset and improve your mental health. Uh, so what do you think? Um, do you think that focusing on this kind of improvement can strengthen our mental health or that we should focus on a different way, um, uh, you know, on when it comes to uh, strengthening our mental health? That's a tricky one. Wait, what do you want me to um, touch on? Well, imagine that you have, I don't know, a, a little cousin. Imagine that you have a little cousin and you see that they're struggling with uh, body dysmorphia or depression or or a mental problem like that. Do you think, what, what would be the way that you would recommend them to go about recovering? Oh, funnily enough, I actually have a little cousin that struggles a lot with this stuff and <laughs> it's actually pretty cool that she reaches out to me and asks me for advice and stuff and Like, I just tell her, like, it's okay. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm here for you. Your family's there for you. And I help her take or like, I give her advice on what steps to take next or, like, what little actions she can do daily to, like, I guess get to the next point. Because I'm a big believer in habits and your daily habits and the small habits you do daily that will shift your mental state in the long run. If you get what so I'm saying. So what are the steps? Uh, yeah. So what are the steps that you usually recommend to her to to take? So there's quite a well, there's not a lot, but like a few to her is like if she'll come to me, I'll just ask her on the spot. What are three things you're grateful for? Like I'll try and shift her mindset, and like in the time. And I think gratitude is a massive one. If you just stop and you have to think of three to ten things you're grateful for, it's hard to be unhappy in that time. And I, another one is affirmations. I'll, I'll be like, just like repeat after me, like I am enough, like I am loved, I am supported, I am cared for. And I guess if you start feeding those thoughts into your mind, that's how you start to feel when you feel warm inside. And like tell her like, it's okay you had a shit day today. Tomorrow's a whole new day. You get to start fresh, like yep, today was shit, I agree, like, shit day, but tomorrow's new, let's let's start tomorrow fresh, and, like, that. this has happened now, it's in the past, all we can move here, all we can do from here is move forward and look at the future and realise that we don't want to feel like that again, and what actions can we take to make tomorrow better? Yeah, I love that, 
So um, it's all about switching our mindset and and thinking about more more positive things. And I guess I, I think uh, you know maybe that's what skydiving uh, was in your case. You know, it was about switching the mindset that yeah. um, you know uh, it's it's much bigger than me. It's you know it's about yeah. the the sport and and it's about uh, you know the joy and the exploring and the happiness and uh, i guess how i view myself is not that important in uh yeah another another thing to do with body image for her because she is i think she's 15 at the moment and obviously she's deep in that social media comparison body image and i'll just tell her like stop comparing yourself like what what are you actually gaining from this you know like comparing yourself isn't doing anything for you like it's not building you up in any way at all or I'll, I'll tell her like what what makes you feel good like what makes you happy and for her music's a big one so like I'll just be like go play some music like go sing go go spend some time doing things you love and yeah, just do, do things every single day that bring you joy. And then if you're doing that, it's pretty pretty hard to, like, live a, live a bad life. I like that. And I guess it might be less connected to today's topic, but I'm genu- genuinely curious. Uh, what do you think is it in skydiving that helped you, like, uh, accept yourself and, and be kinder to, to yourself? And do you think you can you would have achieved the same result um, from doing something else? I honestly don't know what where I would be today if I didn't find skydiving. Like, I, th- I genuinely have no idea, like, how I would be or as sad as it is, like, or if I'd be here, honestly. Like, I, I don't know what it is about skydiving. It's almost like when you jump out of the plane and you're in free fall, you just stop for a moment and you are in the complete present moment. You look, you're looking around and you're, you're in pure bliss. You, you, you're immediately brought back to the present moment. And that's what I found, I guess, would I guess help my mental state. Like when I was on the plane ride up in the plane for my first, I don't know how many jumps, like I would just like sit in the plane and I'd be like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, this is my life. Like, I'm about to go, like, I'm skydiving every day now. Like, I had so much gratitude that it shifted, like, I guess it slowly shifted my mental state. Like, sitting in the plane, sitting in your thoughts, just full of, like, your your soul just felt warm. And then it was when you like, jumped out of the plane and you were in free fall and under canopy, you were just purely, yeah, in the present moment. And that's what we all need to do is bring ourselves back to the present moment, like, stop living a couple of months ahead or worrying about what we're going to be doing in five years because who knows, we might not be here in five years, you know? Like, live for the present moment. Like, yeah, yeah, present, that's big. I I I don't don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it it all comes down to the gratitude, I think, uh, because uh, realizing that you you, you you might not feel fine but you already have so much and there's so much to be grateful for. I think it's just, it switches your perspective that it's not yeah, all that's a, what it does. about you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it just shifts, shifts your mind. It shifts your point of view, like no matter what state you're in. 
it, I think it makes you feel like um, you're looking at yourself uh, from like above or, or from, you know, as a different person and you can see, wow, you know, how I look or if I'm happy, it's not all that important. You have, you know, I have so many incredible people in my life and things in my life and uh, at the end of the day, you know, these things are always there no matter if um, I'm half kilo heavier or or you know lighter and and I think gratitude makes you see yourself differently and, and it makes you f- see yourself from the point of view of a third person yeah yeah definitely it, it takes you out of your own mind I love yeah, that you see the bigger picture well, Lucy, this has been such a pleasure and I really, really enjoyed talking to you. I think this conversation was very meaningful and I hope helpful to anyone oh, <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I know that there are, are a lot of people struggling with it. Um, I guess, you know, at the end, would you have any final advice to, to anyone struggling with uh, how they view themselves if there is something that we didn't discuss oh. before yeah there's so much i'd want to say to younger me i guess going through all of this or anyone else struggling but just like know that it's okay like it's gonna get better you are enough like there's so much love around you even if you can't see it and like there's so much out there to go and explore and see where you'll end up like I had no idea I'd be where I am today doing what I do but just you are enough there's like more to life than feeling how you're feeling right now like it's gonna get better you're gonna overcome this massive battle and you're gonna learn so much from what you're going through right now and also just want to say thanks for having me on this has been very exciting and honestly if you have any questions about depression eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia, binge eating, skydiving, you name it, men's mental health, just flick me a message. I'm more than happy to help. I, I'm very passionate and love talking about this kind of stuff. And yeah, so I reach out. and everything. Yeah. Everything that Lucy does will be linked in the episode description, her Instagram, her both Instagrams, her, <laughs> uh, her podcast, um, do you are you also have a website? Am I correct in that? Um, uh, no, I don't have a website at the moment, okay. but I'm gonna create one in the future. But yeah, not at the moment. Okay, okay. But uh, Instagram DMs are always open if you yes want always to open. Learn more. I'm an open book, so if you got anything, <laughs> look it through. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, quick question. Quick question. Sure. Three things you're grateful for. Three things I'm grateful for. Um, right now first of all i'm grateful for um alpro almond yogurt because i just ate that and i freaking love that that's the first thing that i'm grateful (laughs) for the second thing that i'm grateful for is all the listeners that listen to this podcast because it makes my day each time that i just see you know the little spikes on the chart that i see that people are actually listening to it and the third thing that i'm grateful for is I guess plants because I'm looking at my plants and I think plants make everything better. And also I had, I did a whole article if you're interested about uh, how 
plant cultivation and taking care of plants can improve our mental health and our physical health. So if you're interested about that, you can click the website in the description. Because, you know, I just think plants are awesome and they're pretty and they can help us. And I love that question. And I love I, I love that you ask uh, your guests also that. Love that. Three things love that for you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll speak to you soon. it's march but i kind of miss the snow you know okay i don't i really like the sun never mind i really hope you've enjoyed this conversation uh because it was i guess it was a bit different i really wanted to provide as much helpful advice um or you know from from myself or from lucy uh, as possible because um you know a couple of weeks ago or i think a month ago i was eating disorder awareness week and i think it's a mental health disease that has the biggest number of deaths so i think it's very important to talk about it and be open about it and provide as much help as we can and once again i will link all of the resources that you can use if you don't feel great uh, in the show notes and once again thanks to lucy for coming and and being open and i really look up to her for uh, being able to be vulnerable like that online i think it's a very nice quality to have because it takes courage and i think courage is admirable so that was my conversation and i hope that it can be of use And when it comes to the inside of this week, I guess I wanted to also, you know, be open and be vulnerable because this past week I was not feeling my best, you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, I couldn't say I was depressed or something, but I was just not feeling myself. I wasn't feeling, I I wasn't motivated. I felt bad about myself. I had some, you know, thoughts that I cannot say, you know, they were uh, filled with self-love. And I want to, you know, talk about these things because um, I talk about, you know, self-improvement and how I strive to be kind to myself. But a lot of the times I fail at it and I can say words to myself that I would not be able to say to another human and I am learning in becoming better at that and I don't want to talk in this insight uh, just about you know how bad I felt but what I have done to feel better and I'm not gonna talk about you know any productivity stuff or even meditation but I found a new, I guess, habit that was really nice for me that helped me be just escape uh, a bit. And that is space. Uh, basically, I got really into uh, reading about space and astrophysics. And I, like I was talking at the beginning of the episode, I started reading Neil deGrasse Tyson's book about astrophysics and space and I started watching some videos on YouTube and I just got really really interested in that 
And then I also started drawing because I love drawing on my iPad. I don't know why, but when I draw on paper, it just looks so much worse. Um, so I just started, you know, making some like kind of paintings, space paintings, I guess, on my iPad. And I just found that really relaxing. So whenever I just felt like I just, I don't feel motivated, I don't feel, I don't know, just well, I just, you know, sat down put my headphones on and, and played a podcast that I've been enjoying recently and just sat down and started, you know, making dots which were supposed to be stars. And I guess that was my insight that, um, you know, it's okay not to be okay, but it's also nice not to sit in your misery and you don't have to be productive and you don't have to do all the things and even if you don't want to read books or, or meditate or if you found, find that productive you, you don't have to do these things I would just say um, that maybe you know escaping in this way is a bit better than escaping in the world of tv series on social or social media because that actually can worsen how you feel mm, but find something which isn't just escaping into the virtual reality uh, but that can actually you know make you feel better i suggest puzzles i really love you know jigsaw puzzles like i was saying in one of the previous episodes or like reading a nice book or trying to paint or or listening to podcasts there are a lot of things um that you know you, you you can admit that you're okay but i think there are a lot of things that you can do instead of just sitting in that misery and that's what i've learned uh this week i am going to end this episode here i hope you've enjoyed it and that once again it was helpful i feel like i'm repeating myself Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you very, very soon. is written, edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Instagram page, which you can find in the show notes or you can just search Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways with which you can do that. The first one is just to tell your friends about the show. Tell them that you like it and tell them that you like the hosts or tell them that you like the guests and that they should listen to it as well you can also share it on your social media platforms and another way with which you can support us is to write a review and subscribe to the podcast because that makes the show easier to find for new listeners thank you so much for all your support and for listening to this episode and i will speak to you very very soon